0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing things a little bit differently than we normally do because there were nothing but crappy news stories. There was nothing I wanted to put in the show. So I'll do something a little different. And I'm, I've picked out a couple of articles from the Diz that we're going to discuss in place of news. We're going to talk about Steve Porter's article about the People Mover being the single greatest attraction in Disney history. And we're also going to talk about Jackie Gailey's article, uh, Five Hidden Gem Restaurants at Walt Disney World. Uh, Then a little later on, we have uh, Sean Falk and Steve Porter in the Magic Kingdom with a new Dole Whip pineapple upside down cake or something, Mm -hmm. right? They're in the Magic Kingdom live. And then toward the end of the show, uh, we're going to do something a little different again. And uh, we're going to do Love It, Hate It, Replace It on a few Disney attractions. So, all that coming up next from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. This is The Diz Unplugged. This is The Diz Unplugged, episode 961, for the week of October 10th, 2017. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show, coming to you live from the Bob Varley studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Charles Boda. Hello. Kathy Whirling. Hi, everybody. Julie Martin. Hey, y'all. And back in the production nook, our producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. Your mic is off. That is right.
1: <laughs>
2: Hello.
0: There you go. There no, you go. It. So, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a good week. Um, just a couple things... I want to talk about it in housekeeping first of all uh, if you want to check out some of the other shows we produce just head over to disunplugged.com you'll find them all there we're producing more and more every week it seems Uh, we've finally I think gotten back on a regular schedule uh, after you know hurricanes and illness and everything else so got a lot of new shows uh, have gone up this week or going up this week so head over to disunplugged.com and check that out um also, uh, I want to say congratulations to Madison and Haley, who got married the other day. And the only reason I'm doing the call, I don't, normally I don't do that, but um, I had been asked, I believe it was by Madison, um, several months ago to do a wedding proposal, her wedding proposal on the show. Oh, geez. And we did. And Steve Porter was in the parks a few days ago and ran into them it was the day they got married so I thought that was really really cool so I wanted to just uh, give a shout out to Madison and Haley congratulations Uh, best of luck uh, with your future Um, I also just want to let people know that we had said we were going to do um, a worst of food and wine festival and our best and worst shows Um, and we've actually scrapped that um, because uh, we went to go do it And we were literally aiming for things we thought we would hate. (laughs) And we liked them. I ate spinach and liked it. Wow. You know, I'm pretty sure, along with wildfires, hurricanes, and earthquakes, that is almost a certain sign of the apocalypse. Apocalypse. (laughs) Someone check Revelations and and check me on that, but I'm pretty sure. So we're not going to do... I'm not going to make it up. Um, You know, and I'm not saying that there aren't, you know, bad things. in food and wine. It's just... Going there intentionally to look for that just didn't seem yeah. genuine, and we couldn't do it. We couldn't do it. We couldn't find anything that we didn't like, so instead we did a dining review at Nine Dragons. That works. Um, that'll be coming up on a one of our future dining shows, uh, the Disney dining show. Um, so that's pretty... Oh, oh what, I'm almost forgetting... Uh, The last few days of your opportunity to help raise money for Give Kids the World and have a chance at a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience spending the night in the Cinderella suite in Disney's Magic Kingdom, all you need to do is go to omaze.com, O-M-A-Z-E.com, and uh, just by signing up, uh, you'll get an entry in the raffle, but you can, of course, buy more chances, and that's how they're raising money. And again, you've heard us talk about Give Kids the World for years, an amazing, amazing organization. This money is going to a really good and very well-run cause. It's not just enough to give to charity. you got to give to charities that do the right thing with their mo- and are responsible with their money. Five cents, only five cents of every dollar donated goes to things like fundraising and administrative costs and things like that. The other 95 cents of every dollar goes directly to the mission. Best run charity in the U.S. So please go help them out. If you want to learn more about them, gktw.org, givekidstheworld.org, and you can find out all about this amazing organization and what they do, and at the same time, have a chance at a once, and a truly a -a once-in-a-lifetime experience, because you cannot buy this. No. You cannot buy a night in the Cinderella suite. It's one of the few things Disney won't sell you, Um, but you can't buy it. So I believe uh, it ends on the 13th of this Friday. Mm -hmm. And uh, they will be drawing, from what I understand, they will be drawing the winner and announcing the winner on the 16th of October. So you've only got a few days left to do this. uh, And of course, the generosity of our listeners is blowing me away. We put something out there at the beginning of this that if you donated $1,500 or more, as part of this campaign to give kids the world send us a copy of the receipt podcast at com. we'll take you to dinner have dinner with the team and I, we've got I don't know if people are comfortable with me mentioning their names so I'm not going to right now but um, we've gotten some amazing amazing donations one came in yesterday that just blew me away and you know who you are and I'm going to be emailing you later um unbelievable absolutely unbelievable so <clears throat> we're trying to do our part to help out here and uh, raise as much money as we can so fifteen hundred dollars or more donated to this event um send us a copy of the receipt podcast at disunplug.com and we will take you to dinner so really excited to see like you know how it all shakes out and who wins and yeah believe me. <laughs> um so yeah that's it for me in housekeeping Anybody else?
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, I just wanted to mention, uh, not go in depth on it, but it is October, so Connecting with Walt is back for this month. Oh, that's right. And then it will go away again and be back in January. In January.
0: Yes. So Awesome. All right. So let's move on to our first discussion point. Mm-hmm. Steve wrote a um, an interesting article um, mm-hmm. entitled... Uh, why this people mover in the Magic Kingdom is the single greatest attraction in Disney history. So the first thing I want to ask you guys, we'll go through what, what he points out, but hyperbole, yes or no? Yeah. Is it the single greatest it's not attraction? not the single greatest. No. no.
3: I mean, that's his opinion, and that's fine, but I don't agree that it's the single greatest. So
0: you think he hit his head. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you, Kathy?
1: I don't think it's the greatest. It's 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 a classic. I'd be sad if it went away.
4: I I think it is one of those things where it's I I love it. It's definitely, you know, it's great. I it's what fascinates me about it is this was supposed to be like a model for a mode of transportation for an entire city.
5: Right. And mm-hmm. I think
4: had that come to fruition, I my mind would be blown, and there is a small part of me that someday hopes that could still happen. I doubt it will, but as far as, like, a Disney attraction goes, I have a standard for, like, how um, – how not intuitive. What's the word I'm looking for? How innovative it is, you know? <laughs> and, like, is this really innovative uh, even for Walt's time? I don't know, you know? I mean, it was cool. It was a good idea, but it's also – it was a mode of transportation as opposed to, like, you know, I I've, I've see dinosaurs – through time travel in other parts of the park. like
5: <laughs> I don't know that this moving cart is the best of all time, you know? Yeah. I think uh, an argument can be made for it because like, for its purpose, it does it extraordinarily. Um, so I see where Steve's coming from and I see the smile on his face when you ride it with him. He really does. Oh, oh
0: don't get me wrong. Yeah.
5: I adore this yeah. attraction. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Disney excels at theming. Um, and if I was going to... If I was gonna pick the you know end all be all of attraction of all time, it's not the most well themed. It's not the most. It's not such an a, an incredibly in depth experience. Mm-hmm. It's enjoyable and it's fun and you gotta do it when you're there. But as far as like the Disney attraction or anything like that or even the Epcot attraction, it just doesn't have it. For well, me. he he brings up the point that uh it's very.
3: It's not at Epcot.
5: No, it's a uh, I'm Magic sorry. Kingdom. Future. Um,
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, so I was
3: like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, I'm a flustered.
0: So. That's all right. Um, he brings up the point that, you know, A, there's no line. Re- rarely. And if there right. is a line, it's usually like five minutes. And if there's a line, it's usually because the ride broke down. And people are just waiting for it to start up again. Um, but that, you know, it's, it's that great attraction where if you have a fast pass for something, and you got 20 minutes to kill. It's. it's and if always, you want
1: to get out of the heat, it's a great place to go.
0: He mentions that. I,
1: I also think, uh-huh. found, when I I looked up some things about it, it's also the only attraction in Magic Kingdom that's sponsored by somebody. Hmm. I didn't think about that, hmm. but it is, because it's sponsored by Alamo. Hmm.
0: I didn't even know that.
1: It says it is, you know, like, the only place that it mentions it is, like, on the sign as you come in, and, like, if they have some sign boards, but that's the only place it's mentioned that Alamo supports it, so... It's wow, like I, a dinosaur that way.
0: Yeah, really. You were going to say something, Julie.
1: I think it'd be a, a
3: great place to get in a, a quick feed for your baby. Yeah. Feed.
0: yeah. That's mm-hmm. a good point. I certainly wouldn't. It have...
3: moves. as a breeze. You know, it provides some privacy if you yeah. don't like to cover up yourself because the baby can get hot in Florida, obviously, right. being covered. Um, yeah.
0: I, I, I never would have thought of that, but you're absolutely right. I think that's. A... Well, you know,
3: <laughs> you do not have <having> a baby. Exactly. <laughs> Or breastfeeding. (laughs) I've been married. I've been
0: married. It's almost the same thing. Um, uh, He also points out the history of the attraction, Um, which, uh, as as Rhino alluded to, this was actually uh, envisioned to be a mode of transportation in Walt's original idea of Epcot, which was not a theme park, but a city. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you do this attraction, ironically enough, um, you go through a one area where you see and a model of Walt envisioned as as Epcot, as this you know experimental prototype community of tomorrow, which is what Epcot stands for. And so there's some great there's, there is some great history with it. Um, as you know, he also mentions breeze that it is really nice on a hot day. Mm-hmm. That you know because it goes at a pretty good clip, and you do get a nice. A nice breeze.
4: I I think there's a a great opportunity for um, photos up there too, or fun video.
0: Or I I don't video more than photos. Yeah,
4: because you're not you're moving too fast. You're moving
0: too fast for photos. But
4: I, for me, it offers a unique perspective on the park that you've seen Mm -hmm. many times walking through. Mm -hmm. So that's what I really enjoy. Is I it. I like being taken out and being able to see all the people like having a good time mm-hmm. or like, you, you know, you, you come by the castle yeah. and sometimes the show's going on and the fireworks go off. Right, It, it kind of puts it all into a little bit of a momentary perspective because you're out of the crowd for a second. You're breezing through there and you're just kind of like seeing it all. I don't know. You know, it's one of those things where I wish like maybe it went everywhere in the park because I just <sighs> love that.
3: I don't know. I just got really excited. But I think it'd be a great proposal spot. You know how when you go into the dark – and it's so dark, you can't see anything. Yeah. Oh, It'd be the perfect wow. time to, like, for the guy to pull the ring out. And like as you come into the light, he could just sort of turn. Shut up, Craig. <laughs> I think this, if you're I a Disney awesome. fan and you love the People Mover or the yeah. Magic Kingdom, I think that would be so awesome. That is, and you'd hear her scream as the light just
0: comes <laughs> yeah. out. How, how many times do we get emails from people saying, can you give us a I proposal idea? Yeah, that idea. is genius. Yeah. Okay.
3: I want my credit, people. That's <laughs> <Do> genius.
0: That. <laughs> I yeah, I want somebody to do that. I want, and we want pictures. And Mike is over there, like this holding is the up worst a sign. Holding, holding up a sign saying "thank you, Julie." What? <laughs> why are you making faces?
2: It was based on a previous conversation that we had before the show. Oh. about okay something else, and it just. <laughs> It okay. kind of, re- I'm not going into it.
1: No, no, you can You can check can't. the dizz
2: later. I'm sure it's going to be on our site. Is it the frog oh. hair? <laughs> <laughs>
0: she I said, didn't...
2: you look fancy as a frog hair or no, something like
3: that? No, I told that. him, you... I, he asked how I was, and I said, I'm fine as frog hair. Oh, yeah, that's and it. And R- Rhino's never heard that before, and I said, well, you're Noth- not southern. N- neither
0: have I. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it means you're doing good, and if somebody tells you you're fine as frog hair, it means you're looking good.
0: Oh, okay.
4: <laughs> that's the sign I'll be holding when they're proposing <laughs> to each other. <laughs>
0: So I think that's a that's a, a great idea. I also, you know, I, I don't know that I mean this seriously, but I thought it would be awesome if they if Disney did a thing where you could get like a nice box box lunch and just like stay on it as long as you <laughs> oh, want that's and cool.
4: eat. Oh yeah. Like your own little private dining car. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they used to do that to the to uh, one of the train areas up where I'm from. You could go at like Christmas time and they let you just stay on and you just go through and it was cool. That's a great
0: idea. I, I, th- I thought that would be really, yeah, really cool. cool. You know, you could stay on as long as you it's want.
4: There's no Cabanas in Tomorrowland idea, but it's a good idea.
0: <laughs> I thought that would be a really cool, you know, because they like, you know, you know, they're all into the upcharge thing right now. And I've just, every time I've gone on that, I absolutely love it. And I always think it's too short. And I wish I had snacks. <laughs> so
4: It'd be a super easy thing to do because they have that fast food area right outside of it in the I forget what it's called. The, the lunching pad. Yeah. And then so if they gave you like a box and it was like give this tag to the member when you get up there and they like just tag your vehicle and so when it comes around he just tells you to like, Oh, you guys stay seated, just let us know yeah. when you want to get out or something. Okay, like I yeah. would never leave it. Yeah. <laughs> no. I would be on
0: that Spend attraction.
4: Yeah.
1: Have it a, would have, make it have, have a have our
4: conference calls from up there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, really. two staff Blackout's meetings coming up? Two <laughs> staff meetings.
1: But. When I was um, looking for different things, because I didn't get to the to Disney till like '96, and obviously things had changed on the People Mover, but they were saying that there the tunnel where you go run by Buzz Lightyear there used to be three windows, and one and two were on the train's right, and then there were three windows on the train's left. And it was for if you had wings. And the windows were placed to look down into Mexico, Jamaica, and Trinidad. And then when it it went to if you had wings, um, the windows no longer lined up correctly. So the first window was replaced with backlit panels depicting the ride's barnstormer scene. Window two looked down into the Parisian excursion. And the third window would have had people looking into a light, so they covered it up. So I missed that. You know, now that I know that there was something else there, it's like, why didn't they put something else there for you to look at when you're going around on the People Mover?
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that at all. So, Craig, what, is, what are your thoughts on the People Mover?
2: I mean, I like it just like any other ride, but it's not the single greatest attraction in Disney history. I mean,. When I if I was to answer that like what is the single greatest attraction, I would think of what is the one experience that you truly can't get anywhere else? Or even if you can't okay. get it anywhere else, what is the absolute best version of it? All right so
0: and, so you know what? Uh, let's throw that out. I don't know if I can answer that. What is the single greatest attraction in Disney history? <sighs> it's a tough one. Uh, you brought
2: us there, Craig. I, I'm sorry that I brought us there because I don't have an answer right off the top of my head. But uh, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is Splash Mountain because it marries thrills with a story being told. Great it's, story. yeah. It's immersive throughout the entire thing. Like you do feel like you're right in there, a part of it. And uh, it's. You know, yeah, there's plenty of other log rides out there. And Tony Baxter kind of got the inspiration from it from watching, like, the Knott's Berry Farm log ride. And that's also one that's very loved. But there's, I don't think I've ever been on a flume ride that's ever been better. And not I mean like over at Universal, Dudley Doo writes Rips Off Falls. Yeah, you get soaked on it and yeah, but it whips you, but it's two different
0: it's things. It's a crappy yeah. story and it's not yeah. immersive theming at so, all.
2: and that that's just the one that would like that would immediately jump out of mind. I don't think any, any Flume rides ever been done better.
0: No. So. Now Charles, you're you're newly exposed to a lot of this stuff. Yeah. So um, based on what you've experienced, because you've been out in Disneyland once and you've been to the parks here, um, you know what would you say right now in your experience would rate as the greatest?
5: Well, uh, they were my childhood favorites, and they're still my favorites. Um, and I think I'm going to give the edge to Pirates. I was going to go with Pirates or the Mansion, um, but the thing is, animatronics are very important. If I'm describing like what a Disney experience is to me. It's immersive the entire way through. There's only that one drop, but it is enough, if you're not expecting it, to kind of get your heart racing. Oh, no, when when I was a kid, it terrified me. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, the entire thing, I mean, it crafts a magical world with its own story that I used to want to, like, jump into. I don't like the intellectual property stuff with the Jack Sparrow is always going to annoy me. But, you know, as far as that ride in and of itself, that is yeah that is the top for me that is a world that i'm stepping into that's what i'm always going to think about first when i think about disney and i would never leave a park with somebody who hadn't been there to the magic kingdom without making sure that they had ridden that ride um i was in california and it was closed down their version and it was like heartbreaking that was the one thing everybody was telling me you love pirates disneyland yet gotta hit that ride and it was closed the entire time i was there so i'm still looking forward to going to that next time so yeah pirates is definitely top of my list i think good answer
4: I'd, I'd actually probably agree with you. You you make a valid point. I think we have the same sort of like criteria that it's met where like, you know, Disney is the, the first kind of person who created theme parks as opposed to amusement parks. And so it, I think theming has to go hand in hand with that. And so also uh, animatronics are a big thing for me, too, that I feel like I, that is signature Disney. And that's I want to see that. I like environments, um, and I was originally going to say the Haunted Mansion, because especially when I was a kid, it was, you know, it's a mansion, and you go in, but you're going through, and it's telling the story, and there's anima- not only just animatronics, but there's, like, just cool practical effects, but then, like, the lighting and the zombie dancers and the and everybody, and it was just, it there's so much going on, and it's just, it's... Uh, but now you've made such a valid point about Pirates that I think it might be Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, no you because
5: you're kind of convincing me towards the Haunted Mansion. Cause then <laughs> in my head, you talk about that ballroom scene. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I, you know? I didn't ask anybody to tell me how it was done. And then finally, like... I still I, don't. Six understand Six months it ago, Charles. somebody told me how it was done. I'll explain and it to you later. They're like, "Oh, I don't want to ruin it for you." They told me it has not ruined it for me. I completely forget how they do it every single time. I'm re- I, I know exactly I, how I, they do it, and I'm re-immersed every time I go in.
4: But it's still one of those things where, like, somebody has explained it, but I'm still like, I don't understand
0: physics and <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not <laughs> like physics,
4: science.
5: It's not physics, but, but I, I,
0: I I I I hope you will reach beyond Kathy. <laughs> I hope you will reach beyond. And in the spirit of this discussion, what do you think the greatest, and and I will fire you if you say figment. Um,
1: Can I say the original figment?
0: You could say the original figment.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I don't think the version we have now holds a candle to the original.
0: Absolutely. 100% agree.
1: Because I, I think everybody that, That knows this version or the second version always goes but you had to see the first version Um, so Figment would be up there Um, I think Sorin would be another one for me because that was sort of you know when they took you up in the air I mean you know everybody I can go yeah I I agree with all your things but for me Sorin it was like that got me out of my um, comfort zone the first time I did Soarin', and I did it out in California and when I sat down I'm like, "Yeah, I don't know, but they had me next to like a 4-year-old little boy and I'm like, well, hey, if this little boy can ride Soren, and then I did it." I'm like, "Wow." So I'd be, you know, I wish we could go back to the original version.
0: I agree of with Soarin'. you on that too.
1: So, there's lots of rides I'd be hard-pressed to
0: pick one. Julie, what about you?
3: Um mine is not a ride. Okay. It's the world showcase.
0: Oh, okay.
3: I, y'all know, I love the world showcase. Um, I believe that if you're a person who is not going to ever be able to experience going outside of the United States, that's the perfect way for you to get a little taste of all of these little countries, because you get to speak to people who actually are from Mm -hmm. that country. They've lived there. They've worked there usually for most of their lives. And they're just here on a work visa. Um, food, some sort of little cultural either film or um, you know, entertainment. Um, I just love the World Showcase. But I do have to agree with Kathy as far as a ride ride, Soren for me, um, which I love Splash Mountain, I love all that you guys have mentioned, <coughs> but a newer attraction for me is Soren. If it ever went away, I would be devastated. Mm-hmm. And I like both versions. But World Showcase tops
1: it. Talking about World Showcase, we actually went to Beer Garden the other night and that was sort of sad because I think beer garden has gone downhill but my grandson who's now in kindergarten was just fascinated that we were like in Germany Mm -hmm. and we had an awesome waitress that she's worked there for 30 years. And she took the time to explain to him about the different flags okay. in there and told him some different German words. And my granddaughter just loved going down and, and dancing with the performers. So, yeah, it's...
0: And by granddaughter, not, she ju- means it's herself. It's not just fun,
3: <laughs> Kathy. It's education. Right, right. My grandson and
1: was just so thrilled that he learned something while there he was in There are not a
3: lot of things where they can learn and have fun at Disney, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Edutainment.
0: Yeah. I think Disney pretty much coined the term and invented the concept. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Or at least elevated it to an art form in edutainment. You're absolutely right. Um, You know, it's funny you talk about World Showcase though, just the other day I was thinking about the uh, shopping uh, uh, the, the shopping segments you would do a round world showcase and how good they were. I think you should do that again.
3: Um, yeah, because they've changed a lot. Like yeah. they've gotten rid of a lot of things that I loved.
0: Like it's come up, like it's like and replaced
3: like, it with crap. It's like come
0: <laughs> up, it, like come up, it, like, come up in my head like two or three times in the last month. So it's funny you just mentioned that it came up again. So I thought I'd throw it out. Yeah. Let's go, it. Julie. Um, oh, I will okay. shop with you, Ryan. You and Ryan. Um, okay, for me, you know, everybody makes good arguments. Um, and it really depends on which criteria I'm going to use to gauge it. You know, do I go the emotional route? If I'm going to go the emotional route, it's definitely going to be soaring. Mainly because my mother and I are both terrified of heights. Mm. And we ride this together all, every opportunity we get. Um, that and Small World because, you know, my mother tells the story all the time. She was at the 64 World's Fair, pregnant mm. with me, riding the original. Um if I'm going to go for nostalgia in terms of my own Disney history, it's Haunted Mansion. I think it is incredibly immersive. Um, it's a great story. I never get tired of writing it, but it's a close second with Pirates. It's another big favorite of mine. But I'm going to bypass all those. Oh. I'm going to bypass all of those. And I'm going to say Flights of Passage. Um at uh, Pandora. Wow. I think that is the greatest attraction Disney has ever produced. Um, I think it is incredibly done. Um, it takes the best of Soren. It takes the best of 3D experience. It, I mean, when you do those drops, I mean, you're not physically moving. Right. But when you do those drops, you feel your stomach go. I mean, it's to the point where you know, I did it two two day two times. One day, once before lunch, once before lunch, and once after. <laughs> and after lunch, I'm like, "That was a bad idea." Mm. Um, I think it is absolutely genius the way it was done. Um, and I know there will be be people that won't agree with me on that. But in my opinion, right now, uh, if I had to pick one attraction that I think is the best Disney's ever done, it's got to be that one.
1: Well, that's um, the best thing about opinions. Yours is never wrong. It's yours. That's
0: right. <laughs> Everyone else is <laughs> mine. You know,
1: it sort of reminds me of, like, if you rode Test Track here, and then you went out and did Radiator Springs. It's sort of like the evolution of the ride mm-hmm. that makes our Test Track look sort of lame. And the same thing with Soren. Like, Soren was such a big deal until you do flights of passage and you go it's like they learned from Soren and made it because on uh, flights of passage i'll close my eyes when it gets to those and i know we're not going anywhere but it sure feels <laughs> like you're diving you know exactly Mm-mm.
0: exactly so all right i thought that was a
1: that was a good discussion i really liked it better than the news
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well that's again you know look i I don't want anybody to think that we do a lot of over-preparing for these shows. We really don't. Um, sometimes it is Tuesday morning, and I'm like, okay, what are we doing? Um, and that was kind of the case today. I was kind of waiting to see if any news stories emerged last night or this morning that would be good topic points And I'm going through. And I'm like, you know, we do the news five days a week on the Daily Fix. So I'm like... Let's try something different. So that was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Let's see how the, uh, how the next one goes. Um, Jackie Gailey wrote an article this week about five hidden gem restaurants at Walt Disney World. And I love Jackie to death. But her first one, she fell down and hit a head. <laughs> Grand Floridian Cafe. Um... Oh. Uh,
1: uh. Yeah, I don't know that I'd call that
0: a hidden gem. Hidden, hidden germ. Um, <laughs> maybe I, I don't know that I call it a hidden gem. Um, really, I mean, you know, especially at the Grand Floridian, flagship resort for Walt Disney World, and this restaurant has consistently been a beacon of mediocrity for years. Um, and so I don't particularly. Agree, and I know there are people who love it. And I'm not saying you're wrong. You are. But mm-hmm. um, I I, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Who else has eaten? We actually Crefling just Company? did a dining mm-hmm.
2: blog there, Craig and I. No. Rhino, that's Gasparilla Island Grill. Just kidding. I've never eaten this. <laughs> <laughs> And I made this mistake in the yeah. video. <laughs> I don't know how I many more times I have to tell him. <laughs>
0: well, you know, <clears throat> but that says something. That... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> certainly you know. it,
3: It's been years for me, but we have eaten there in the past. I, it was nothing special.
0: It has all. Wait,
4: what's the so called?
0: The, the, we Grand, Grand Floridian eat Cafe. I ate there with you. Yes, Never no mind. Yeah,
4: it was terrible. Yeah,
1: okay. um,
0: Grand Floridian Cafe. Um, it has all the. It has all the elements needed. Yes, it's in a beautiful mm-hmm. resort. It has a beautiful theme. It's, yeah. it's airy. It's like, you know.
3: It's a nice place a room to be in. You it's know? a
0: beautiful room, a beautiful mm-hmm. space. I've always had good service.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just the food coming out. I, I don't understand it, especially in, in a, a resort where you have two of the best restaurants at Walt Disney World. One, arguably the best restaurant at Walt Disney World and Citrico's and, of course, Victorian Albert's. And then Norcooses, which is not one of my favorites either, but I wouldn't put it on Grand Floridian Cafe on par with that. But that was one of hers. The other one was Teppanito uh, in... The Japan Pavilion in Epcot, and that's the uh, the quick service. Sub? No, no, Tepanito, no. the, the the hibachi. Yeah. Oh, okay,
4: I always get that, yeah. the hibachi mixed up. You, with the have you part. been to Walt Disney World? God.
3: Crack the egg, flip the shrimp tail. You I don't know, read
4: everything. <laughs> I just kind of travel where my nose takes me. That's, <laughs> a, Sam. that's
3: a family
1: favorite for us when we want to do something special. Um, we go there. Just again, it's sort of like. You know the the production that goes on while you're eating, and we take the grandkids there too, and yeah. and they like the you know flipping the shrimp and you know into the chef's hat and things like that. Is the food again? That's another place that over the years the quality of the food has gone downhill, or the selection of the food has gone downhill. I still like to go. It's just not as magical as it yeah. used to
2: be. I mean, the thing is, like the first time we did it. As a family, I'm pretty sure that was the first time we've ever eaten at a uh, hibachi grill. Mm. Uh, because growing up in Western Pennsylvania, I mean, I'm sure they had one in Pittsburgh, but where we lived, there was not just a yeah. Japanese restaurant around. And so, but I mean, now they're living in Orlando. I mean, you can't walk 10 feet without hitting a Kobe. So they're much more prevalent. Around this area, but for people who do live in a place that don't get this type of food, I think it's absolutely something you should go out of your way. It's it's entertaining, the it food's is entertaining. good enough and uh, you know it's you can learn a little bit too. And I, and, I'm always sorry.
3: remember that you can be seated with strangers though. Don't think that you're yeah. gonna have a hibachi table to yourself. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. If you don't like new people, don't yeah. do this. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but sometimes the people that they seat you with
0: It's like, it's a small world kind of. I also
3: think they try to match up, like, if you have kids, try to match up with another another family that have kids. You know, and then if you're adults, try to keep adults at the table. I think that's kind of nice if they do that.
0: Um, So I would agree. I would agree. Hidden Gem, it is, okay. I wouldn't
3: call it Hidden Gem, though. I'm with you on the first two.
0: Yeah. Um, Whispering Canyon Cafe is number three on our list, which is at Wilderness Lodge. Um, And I agree with it uh, for breakfast. For breakfast yes. in specific, because I think the breakfast is very good. And the cast members are very, it, it's it's like almost like a show. Yeah. It's kind of a la 50s Primetime Cafe. And
3: but with this, cowboys. Yeah, but with, <laughs> exactly, with
0: cowboys. So I, I agree with her on this one. I think uh, you don't, it doesn't get a lot of love, it doesn't get a lot of attention, but it's really good. And I think part of it is that maybe Wilderness Lodge is a little out of the way. Um, in terms of it's not on the monorail it's not ohana it's not um 1900 park fair um but i think this is worth whispering canyon is worth going out of your way for um
1: but i think what helps there is if somebody does a thing like they ask for ketchup Mm -hmm. like i've been there where nobody's gone for the the joke And it's like, yeah, okay, it's just a loud restaurant. But when people are in on that, it makes it more fun.
0: Yeah, and it is loud. Yeah. Make no mistake. It's
1: a great place for families. Oh, it is, especially (laughs)
0: with with, with young kids. It's it's rowdy. It's fun. You don't feel, you know, I guess I would imagine you probably don't feel self-conscious with your kids there because it is loud and a little rambunctious. Uh, Hacienda de San Angel um, in Mexico and Epcot, that's the... uh, that's that's the quick service across the street, right across the. No, it's
1: the restaurant. It's yeah. on the wall. Oh
0: wait. Side. not
3: the one inside.
0: The right, the re- right, the restaurant yeah. across from the pavilion. Yes, not the one inside. San Angelin is the one right. inside, mm-hmm. but it's not
1: the yeah. quick service. It's the sit down.
0: The sit down, yeah. um, which I did not like.
1: I haven't done that
2: one. I haven't eaten at that one. I've either. done it once, and I really enjoyed it. So it's definitely on the pricier side. See, for, I did it
0: when it first opened, um, and I wasn't—I wasn't, I wasn't yeah, a fan.
2: I haven't done it in about three years. My thing with Mexican food is, uh, if I can, you know, to me, I would almost rather have a five-dollar meal out of a Mexican food truck than I would have a, really? a thirty. Would you? Well, you
3: did learn your lesson. Not,
2: <laughs> not out of a pickup truck again out of a normal food truck uh but yeah it's for me that you can find you know you can find better authentic food at a much more reasonable price i know that can be said about anything the food there is not that bad it's just i like you know i like dive places and so it's the complete opposite of dive it's yeah. if you want Kind of a classier Mexican restaurant experience. That was
3: my only issue with it. I love the interior. I love the way it's designed and decorated. It's beautiful. There are some items on the menu that I do enjoy, but there are some different menu items. Like they include a lot of seafood. In these in their menu items, um, like I'm just straight up, I want a taco with some ground beef. People, you can't get that there, yeah. okay? Yeah. Um, and their kids menu is a little leaves a little to be desired in my opinion. It's not as kid friendly as I would like it to be, um, as far as offering more things that they would actually eat. So, because even a typical. Mexican restaurant just anywhere in Orlando I can go and they will serve a hamburger or chicken nuggets because mm-hmm. they know all kids don't eat Mexican right, food exactly. or like you know Japanese food or whatever they're gonna try to offer something that a child will eat they don't hmm. at least not since I've been it. okay so
0: um, and finally yeah she really hit her head uh, the wave of American flavors at the contemporary I, I'm sorry I've, I've never been there either well well, I'm gonna I mean, I'm gonna send you guys. There, to, I mean, have gonna, only
3: been to the bar too.
0: <laughs> now I've eaten there, and again, you know, when it first opened, I thought it was very good, and then subsequent attempts at dining there, I had one really good lunch once, um, but there were times that you know I just found myself in there when I was at the Contemporary, and um, you know, you start after a while, you start feeling like uh, Charlie Brown with the football, yeah. um, with the wave being Lucy. Um and like okay this time maybe it'll be good maybe this time she won't pull it away oh okay she did um I'm not a fan.
1: Yeah, we you- went a couple of weeks ago right after the hurricane, and I'm there like, okay, this is a semi pricey buffet compared to other buffets on property. Um, I almost felt like I was at the Marriott, and they set up some tables back in the corner and. Oof. Was this for breakfast? Yeah, it was for breakfast. And it's like, it it was okay, but, you know, like, I would have thought for the price, maybe somebody would have been making the waffles or, you know, something while you were standing there. But it was sort of like it was tucked back in the corner. I mean, what I had was good. It lacked atmosphere, I guess.
0: See, and now now for me, a true hidden gem uh, restaurant, um, because it's literally hidden, um, is uh, Monsieur Paul. Mm. um which is uh, the French restaurant that's above the French restaurant in France. you have to go around the back and up the stairs. There's always availability um uh we celebrated my niece's uh, birthday a few weeks ago. I took her there consistently. amazing food. Mm. I mean ridiculously good. Now it's you know it's an, it's a, it's on the expensive side but it's not you know it's not more expensive than pretty much any place else. Yeah. That you go for a signature restaurant, but delicious food. Service was beyond good, and it's like that every time I go there. Yet you can always get reservations.
3: I would agree. Um, the last time we were there, it it, it was it was a miss, and it, that does rarely ever happen. But um, Ferris's fish wasn't cooked all the way through; it was oh. literally cold.
0: Oh my god!
3: Um, both of our meals really left something to be desired, and service wasn't bad. It's always good love the bread bowls and baskets, you know, that they bring. (laughs) But the meal itself, we left really disappointed because we went there specifically. You know, we knew we could get a reservation. We knew they would take, you know, they have a kid's menu, whatever. But it was very disappointing. But every other time has been good. And I know that they can have off days or whatever. But, oh, man.
0: Cold yeah, because I've not oh. had that experience. I have a I Eli and
4: I like Sanaa a lot. I didn't even think That's know this another existed. hidden gem. Yeah, Absolutely. Eli was now, the one who uh, brought just, me one year. Oh, just
0: for people who don't know, Sanaa is um uh, African themed restaurant at Animal Kingdom Lodge back in the kadani uh, Kidani Village yeah. area, which is the Disney Vacation Club portion of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And so right?
4: it's, it's yeah, it's not somewhere I would I didn't think like, of oh, out out a the way. restaurant back here. Yeah. And it's weird not weird parking, but it, it's like a parking structure almost that you go into that I'm just like I, – I had never heard of it. He had, had brought it up and we've gone – and now when anybody asks me – like we've gone – I mean I've been there probably maybe three times now, maybe four, but um, – it's it's another one of those consistently good. It's different. The flavors aren't going to be for everybody, um, but I liked it that it was there was a nice middle ground, and I felt like oh, we're being a little adventurous, but there was always some like safe stuff in there. And uh, but it's a beautiful area, beautiful restaurant, and because it's like kind of hidden, it's usually easy to get into. I feel like, but that's just me. I like it. Um, but you know,
2: that kind of food's not for everybody.
0: Craig, what about you? You had a hidden gem.
2: uh it, it's tough because. Uh, and on one side, I don't think there's really any hidden gems anymore in terms of dining. It's like in terms of places that aren't very popular that a lot of people don't go to because those ones typically aren't popular for a good reason. Something like Nine Dragons. I know you guys had a good time there the last time you weren't there, but... Uh, I would never. Well, call. we had a mixed
0: experience, yeah. but it was overall overall it was pretty positive. But
2: so I don't I don't know if there would be the only one that like comes to mind that I think about that I can like walk in all the time without really needing any uh, ha- haven't needing any reservations or anything and have a fantastic experience is uh, why can't I think of it the the sushi place inside the the swolfin Oh, oh kimono's, kimono's, yes, kimono's. That's that's my hidden gem. You can always walk in, get a table, have sushi, you're, you're uh, right do that. some karaoke, and it's it's a good
0: time in there. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. All right, looking at the time, I should probably move this along because this discussion this turned out really well. I just, just say,
3: Bongos Express Window?
0: Oh, really. Is I, it better than inside? Empa-
3: you can't get empanadas inside. Oh. Well, at least you used, you couldn't a long time ago. And if you can now, the, I got them, but the empanadas outside are better. And quicker. Okay. Well, but I'm an empanada lover, so I know where to find those.
5: Okay.
0: <laughs> good enough. As I watch my producers scramble to get Steve and Sean on Skype. Um, so, yeah, I thought this went well.
4: No, it was good. I enjoyed I, that. I, yeah, I, I... I it was very engaging. Yeah. To say the you know for everybody. Sometimes news like stories you know just
1: yeah. you don't yeah. feel. We, we a don't certain get the chance about... to
4: all be in a group and talk about these kind of things that we love that with they like a prompt like that right. very often.
0: Uh, I I don't know if Steve was uh, was on a freeze frame or if he had had a stroke. Um,
5: <laughs> he
4: looks like he's had plastic surgery from the, <laughs> <John> <laughs> yeah,
0: Yeah, um, I think something's wrong with the connection there. Yeah. Ta- that yeah. of the
5: dull one was terrible.
4: <laughs>
6: Are we frozen?
0: Well, now you're, you're, you're blocky guys. Um, but all right, oh, sorry, we, can, little- we, can, we can we can make it work. We can make it work. You're also like, okay. It looks like you're being lit by Ed Wood right now. Um, <laughs> I think it's the movie powder. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we have we have uh, Sean Falk and uh, Steve Porter over in the Magic Kingdom. Where are you guys right now?
6: We're actually in a little cubby. In Adventureland hiding from the sun because it's a warm day outside um, and we also are hiding, hiding from the sun because we have the new Dole Whip Pineapple Upside Down Cake for six forty nine. Yeah, you've got a bad connection
0: and like you're... They
6: forgot their parasols apparently <laughs> so they're the shade.
0: The connection's a little off so the video is very choppy um, and uh, so uh, go ahead and hold up whatever you have there
5: And
4: just hold it there, there for have. a
5: while
0: can you tap on
4: it Are on they your
5: both screen? Holding there it? we go. There
0: go. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That's cute. That's cute. So yeah. Spin it
4: around for us.
3: It's going to melt right off of there. Jeez,
0: tap the screen. Yeah, tap the screen. Okay, now we just have a, a, a still oh, shot shit. of Steve's finger <laughs> going <on>. up. <laughs> For those true. listening to the show, I apologize. For those watching the show, I apologize. Well. Yeah. This is two weeks in a row. This is two weeks in a row. This segment has not gone well. This is operator. Um, ah, so not There we go. It's a little bit better now. Um, okay. So tell me about it. Tell me about this new this new thing.
6: Yep. So it's a new snack um, at Aloha Isle where you can get Dole Whip, um, and now you can get Dole Whip, Dole Whip upside down cake, pineapple upside down cake. Um, it does. It, they do accept the snack credit for it. Um, and we each had our own, and then actually, unfortunately, we had to buy another one because our first one's melted. So this is attempt number two. Um,
0: how much are uh, they? But
6: it's delicious. S- Six forty nine.
0: Six forty nine, or it's a snack credit on the Disney Dining Plan. Hmm. So, exactly. Yep. how is it? Is it any good?
6: It's delicious. Yeah, it's really good. I actually like it to take a little bit of uh, the Dole Whip and a little bit of the pineapple upside down cake and like mix it all into one. It's That's super the good. point. I think it's like going to be even more popular once this comes on. I'm sorry, I couldn't
1: media. resist.
0: <laughs> so, Sean, what did you think of it?
6: I don't have a microphone. Okay. Um, I think it's really good. It's, it's great because the actual uh, upside-down cake is warm and with the ice cream being cold. So they did a good job as far as that goes. So it does have that mix, like, you know, the desserts where you get a cookie with ice cream on top. So it is similar to, to that kind of thing. I think it's really good, and I don't think it's Disney good. I think it's just good, period, like even outside of Disney. So, oh, okay. Um, so usually, usually their snacks are kind of – you're stuck in the park so you have to get what they have but this is something that i think is actually good even outside the park
0: okay so, and worth yeah
6: so it's definitely
0: good you feel like it's worth the 649
6: oh yeah absolutely yeah, 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 yeah it is i think actually for disney pricing i'm it, <clears throat> i'm uh kind of surprised that it's this low i feel like for disney pricing they could eight, like eight nine dollars or something okay
0: you know what's yeah. going to happen now right
3: yeah thanks steve
0: thanks steve you know what's gonna happen now? They're like, oh okay, he thinks we can go to eight dollars. Let's go to eight dollars.
6: No. I'm just saying it is the value for now.
0: So all right, what else is on your uh, what's on else is on your agenda for today?
6: Well we're actually after this over for a late lunch at Captain Cook's because Sean hasn't been in so long that he doesn't remember ever going there, so uh, oh, okay. Yeah, so that's a must do because that's been my favorite like quick service type of uh, location on Disney property. So
0: And and here's yeah. hoping here's oh. hoping that ne- next week's version of this segment goes off without a hitch because this has been like watching a slideshow. Um, but all right, good enough guys. I'm thank, trying. Thank you so much for uh, for calling in and uh, we'll see you. Well I'll see you Steve next week. So I'll see you both of you next week. So all be good. Right. All right. So with that, let's go ahead and move over to rapid fire. Mm. Does that did that look good?
4: What? No. no.
3: I'm oh, not a the fan
0: dessert. Of the oh, yeah. Whip, I'm though. not a big fan of the all whip either.
3: And pineapple upside down cake. I just like regular plain old pineapple.
4: I thought you meant Steve's call. I was like, no, Ooh. Pete. We all saw. No, it terrible. <laughs> no,
0: what he was talking about. Yeah.
3: <laughs> it so. won't be something that I try.
0: I'll
4: try it. I mean, like, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. Like I do, th- I I think Dole Whip is one of those things that's become a little overrated. For a me. little, like. But
2: There's I am a sucker for you put ice cream and cakes people ice cake Orange slush, people. Orange slush all well, the way. For me, the thing is the <laughs> Dole Whip because it's not dairy based. It I don't feel like it would go good then with a cake as much. It's kind of it to me. It's mm-hmm. almost like you know, Dole Whip is very putting, unique, but it's almost yeah. like putting sherbet on, on a cake, and yeah. that to me sounds a little. Little iffy, but that's just me. I don't like squishy cakes. We
4: all know I don't like that word. So you add more of that word. Which to word? This cake.
1: Moist. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> I don't care. All right. <laughs> I'd, <laughs> I'd eat the cake and give the Dole Whip to somebody
0: else. Yeah, I, I would eat the cake, but I, I'll try it. I'll try it the next time I'm over there. But all right. Let's hear you rapid fire.
4: Um, Okay, so anybody that was looking for some of that Epcot 35th anniversary merchandise, if you stood in line for hours and hours and hours, guess what? You can still get some of it on the app. So you have wasted your time, and I apologize for that. Um, uh, You know, you you did good. I mean, I, I... if you're looking missing something, I'd check on the Disney but, Parks app and check for I, it.
0: I'm sorry. How bogus is that that you oh. can now buy a t shirt that said I was there mm-hmm. and you weren't? And
4: they yeah. have advertised I said it on the Daily Fix because I read from the Disney released article that it was only going to be available in the park on that day and nowhere else. And then they're like, Oh, just kidding. No. Yeah. yeah. Just we tricked you. Yeah, you know. I also had heard somebody told me a story that they didn't even have all the merchandise in the same place that day and nobody knew that. Mm-hmm. So people yeah. were waiting. Waiting, waited an hour and a half yep. for a magic band that then they had to go into mouse gears to get yep. and then the figment yeah, pop told was me somewhere that. else and then the other thing and I was like oh my I would have I don't get like but uh, no variety that, that was that brilliant
2: that was brilliant then they did that because if they would have put all the magic bands with the I was there stuff as well as the figment pops that would have been a five-hour line, and people who were going in to just get, like, a pin uh-huh. would then have been completely disappointed because they waited in line for something that someone who went and bought 10 Figment vinyls also decided, well, why not just buy the max amount of pins I can get, too? So I think they were smarter. They separated people, so that way you had to choose what was important to you that day, and that's what you had to go for. Okay. If but now you, yeah, you can just get it online anyway, yeah, so. Yeah.
5: Might as well get
0: one. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Rhino. Charles.
5: Uh, So Disney has another ride patent out that could be used for Spider-Man, maybe Tarzan. Both of those are actually mentioned in the patent. And pretty much what it is, is like um, imagine sitting on a bench and then that bench is attached to a swing arm. And the swing arm is attached to a track. So the ride would move around a track from scene to scene. And as it moved, the swing arm could make it feel like you were swinging. So it could simulate that. And it changes up speed. So slower pause up top and then a quick swing down. And, you know. I didn't didn't think. Well, I mean, out in California,
0: they don't have this restriction. But here, they can't put a Spider-Man attraction in a Disney park because of Universal.
2: Yeah, no, so it could be for anything. My problem is it sounds like a third-rate knockoff of something like Forbidden Journey. Mm -hmm. It sounds like the carnival knockoff of it. We want to do something where you move around on a track, but we're not going to put you on a kooka robot and move you around in fun directions. We're just going to swing you back and forth. Mm. Like, it... It's sounds. Like well, pirate, this does not ship ride. Yeah, exactly. That's a, it's <laughs> yeah. like put the pirate ship ride on a track, and then that's what this is. It sounds kind of.
0: Well, I don't know. I I think Disney usually does a better job with attractions than that. But your point's well taken. So, all right. Thank you, Charles. Kathy
1: okay mine is the um stage show star wars uh galaxy far far away is closed october 10th until the 22nd because they're um redoing the stage they wanted it to be more mobile so they're working on the thing so
0: no show for two weeks okay thank you kathy julie
3: i just realized that mine's for california
2: <laughs> don't worry i put it in the uh, slide too <laughs> Julie's Disneyland update.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I just picked a rubber fire and sent it.
4: (laughs) Hey, just so Craig knows, there's dairy and sherbet, too. People are pretty upset about that, so don't worry, Julie.
3: (laughs) Okay. Anyways, if you're in California, and so sorry, Disneyland team. Um, Anna and Elsa's boutique closed, and it reopened on October 7th, which was Corey's 40th birthday, FYI. Mm And it it reopened um, as the Dream Boutique. So now it carries character-inspired clothing, accessories, and hats, plus costumes, um, along with the accessories that go with those costumes, so that your young one can dress as their favorite Disney princess. Of course, they have dolls and plushes, but they will not be giving any royal transformations here anymore. That's the big deal. You have to go to Bibbidi-Bobbidi Boutique. You cannot go to um, the Dream Boutique
2: or
0: whatever. (laughs) I wonder if they have anything that will fit Rhino. I want to dress them like a princess and march them around the parks. it would be beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> Craig.
2: Okay. Uh, Disney's Winter Summerland Miniature Golf Course is having some uh, refurbishment happening, so... Uh, Right now, currently, the summer course is closed for maintenance until November 10th, so it'll reopen on the 11th. Then the winter course will remain uh, open until the 22nd. We'll undergo refurbishments from the 23rd to November 10th and reopen again on the 11th. Uh, Why are you wasting your time going to winter Summerland? Go to Fantasia Gardens. It's closer to stuff, and the hard course is a lot more fun compared to this, but... That's my opinion. I I disagree
0: completely with that statement. (sighs) I think Winter Summerland is much better than Vintage. Mm. So, you're wrong again. I (laughs) thought
3: he was going to tell they are going to change it to Fall Springland.
0: Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Corey's
3: not here. I'm just trying to hold up the cheesy end of the table. All
0: right. Thank you, Craig. All right. um, Before we go, I thought we'd do something, again, a little different. Love it, hate it, replace it. Uh, This is a, a vlog series that these guys have been doing for a while and I thought it might be fun to just kind of do a a somewhat shorter version of it so I'm going to throw out an attraction you guys are going to tell me love it hate it or replace it so (laughs) I'm giving you side eye there Mrs. Whirling Journey into Imagination in Epcot in its current form love it hate it replace it Rhino replace it with what oh god I don't care (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: oh, I would have to me. give
3: you something to replace it with? Oh. <coughs> oh.
0: Anything. I don't no, just know. Rhino. I, yeah.
4: <laughs> I I'd even say just keep the ride track and make it something else or I'm not saying get rid of figment. I'm just saying I don't care. I don't even care. I can't even think of something that would go in there. They keep rumoring about that uh uh what's the things with the colors in your head?
1: Inside oh, out. Inside, inside
4: out. out. I would be okay with that. I think that would be cool. But
0: that's just me. I don't know. Now Charles, have you, done, have you done this attraction? You did it with me at the
5: twentieth, right? I did not. Oh, no, you I, did not. I That's have right. not done that since I was a child. So. <laughs> well, then you saw the good <laughs> one. I, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, so I loved it at the time, but I, uh, I haven't gone back to the new one because everybody else hates it or wants to replace it generally. So.
0: Kathy.
1: I'd say replace it, but.
5: Ah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but
1: with a better version with Figment in it and not just a scene in Inside Out, which is the rumor.
0: I see. I, I think bringing back Dream Finder,
1: oh, definitely. keeping
0: Figment and building another attraction around that yeah. was what I would. I would replace it.
4: Use the Figment agree. comic books for inspiration. That's what I'll say. Replace it with the Figment comic inspiration because mm-hmm. it's got Dreamfinder Figment, and it, those
0: comics are all about Epcot. So there you go. Julie?
3: Replace Inside Out all the way.
0: I mean, I love that movie too, Um, but they they can't. uh, Figment is the mascot of that park, and I think that should remain the case. And I think the mascot of the park deserves an attraction worthy of the mascot of the park. I'm
4: just going to say this though, and I might I might someone name it. Is there an attraction at Magic Kingdom that has Mickey Mouse on it? Well, I, I mean, only just said. I only just thought this, and now I'm like, "Is there?" <laughs> because you just said it, and now I'm like, but, "Wait a minute."
0: I mean, you have the meet and greet with Mickey. you go to, you know,
4: that's true. You, you, have, have, you have meet the and Mickey greets
0: and with town Mickey town Mouse in town. Hall. I mean, so there is. Fanfare. I think it's a little different. I mean, everything's about Mickey Mouse in every park, but you know, Figment is the icon or yeah. the or or the mascot of that park. And, you know, in the beginning, he had a suitable attraction mm-hmm. to war at that. And now he's just kind of like, you know, character homeless um, <laughs> yeah. and or, you know, character abused um, is more accurate. But Craig, what do you think? Love it, hate it, replace it.
2: Uh, I'm a replace it. But I'm a, we know that Epcot's going the intellectual property route. What I would do instead of any tie-ins to a movie, inside out, whatever, what I would do is keep the basis for imagination. It's that you can create anything. So here's a man, Walt Disney, who created this empire and inspired many other people, many imagineers that went on to then create other creations for Disney. Why not show what your imagination can get you and show what Disney has done yeah. oh, and have
3: You have a Disney?
2: Well, I'm and it's you. like you know, yeah, you kind of see that story, that concept in One Man's Dream. What can happen? But it's a walkthrough. Just yeah. think of how you can take a ride that people will be on. People will see it; they'll have to pay attention. It's when you walk. A lot of people just walk in, kind of look left and right at One Man's Dream, say, "Oh, there's a movie. It's twenty minutes long, and I have to wait fifteen minutes for it. I'll just exit out the back door." And that's kind of all it is. So this way. Show how imagination can really be used in the real world. Don't just focus on Walt. Focus on Tony Baxter, Marty Sklar, everyone. Great and show idea, Craig. What can happen. Brilliant
0: idea, Craig. Oh, thank you.
1: <laughs> sort of- I don't
0: usually use those words out loud. But- <laughs>
1: that's sort of what the original one. Was like because I just watched the video the other day. So if you took Craig's idea and put it in with, sort of like you know the little bits of information imagination mm-hmm. from the original one, that'd be awesome.
0: That's a, I think that's a great idea. All right, here's another one for you, Tomorrowland Speedway. Craig. Uh
2: yeah, I, I'm a replace it. I can't tell you what would go better in that area. the The big thing is I. Uh, You know, I was a kid once. I wanted the chance to drive one of those cars, and I got it, uh, and it was great for that. It's just ours is basically you're driving those cars out in a big open field. With a whole lot of nothing. If it, it, it's different, if it was like Disneyland, where you're driving up and around rough terrain, lots of lots of greenery, different sights and sounds as you're going around. But ours is literally you're just driving cars in a big open field. So unless they could find a way to make it a little bit more unique, it's it's just not that much of a big attraction. Rhino,
4: um, I like the idea of having like these those kind of go kart. Experience, but I do think it needs maybe like an updated version of it. Maybe um, I'd love to see some innovation there because it feels like we are—they're burning through an incredible <clears> amount of <throat> fossil fuels every single day. No, I think I think that
0: attraction. attraction is single-handedly responsible for global global <laughs> yeah. warming.
4: I, I am. Pretty I think sure the, it's the whole. I think of the ozone Arctic
0: barrier. poles go back to normal twenty minutes after they get rid of that attraction. <laughs> That's
4: why I'm like. It seems so weird to me that they're not all battery-powered at this point or something or whatever. I don't know. but like, I, So I would love to see some sort of m- cool update, maybe turn it into something. I, I'm not going to say cars-themed, but something just it needs an
3: Corey update. Corey has a response. Um, he, w- <laughs> 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 he wants to see the Speedway with Tesla cars.
4: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> um he goes.
3: Me... I want to see it made over um, because I want to be able to drive like Mr. Toad, and I think you should be able to drive the Mr. Toad car all the way around. So <laughs>
2: yeah. How cool would that be if yeah. you could choose different Disney attraction cars to drive? They like you could choose a boat then, or yeah, a monorail
3: like a or experience. I even thought um, cars, but because you know they already have Cars Land and, and everything else going on with that, so I thought of another way. Yeah, I need to ride in a car. With That's Mr. a
0: great
5: Toad. idea, <laughs> Charles. I actually love that idea Um, and close it and keep a similar track, maybe update the track a little bit and make it a dark ride. And that would please me, um, and everybody else in the Florida Sun as well. Yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, it's just, I mean, I'm fine with it. I didn't, it's never interested me, it's never really been fun for me, but it's just, it's so boring. It's just, it doesn't, you just need to take a
3: child, that's why. Yeah,
5: well, (laughs) I'm, or Rhino, I've been a child, and it's still just, it's got nothing, nothing there for me. Like some setting, some theming, just something better to make it interesting, um. You know, I mean, it's like we were talking about. There's not, there's not a lot of exciting twists and turns on the People Mover, but it's got something. Um, This, yeah, it doesn't have to be exciting or anything like that. It can be. I'm sorry. I think the People Mover is a thrill ride compared to this thing. No, that's what I mean. Like this, give me a setting to like just cart around in, and I'll enjoy it more. Kathy,
1: replace it, but with what? I'm not sure listening to everybody's things you know the luigi's cars out in Mm -hmm. california even something like that would be more fun because you feel like you're a part of it rather than you know just driving a car around and even my grandkids get bored doing that
0: yeah for me um i don't know what the rules of love it hate it replace it are but hate it
1: (laughs) you made it up hate it no
0: these guys did this is all from them we do love it hate Um, it or update it so
4: we oh, I thought we're it was about getting it, so. rid of it? So it's fine. So all right. I'm so like, no, this is like
2: how
0: about the i4 experience where you just go and you just <laughs> in
2: the cars and well, then you get show, up and the walk
0: i4 down. the <laughs> i4 the i4 experience is all over Disney World where you just wait in line. <laughs> yeah. right? Constantly waiting on i4. No, I, I, I want to um just level, you know, just level it and do something different. Yeah. Um it's oh, it's awful. It's such a waste of space waste of space in, in my opinion so that's what I think I'd like to see something different although that idea of like having different cars yeah. from yeah, the like, enclosing like it going battery Closing power oh Yeah. what
3: if you could ride something. the carousel horse off the carousel just like Mary Poppins did yeah. that would be cool
0: could be very different I think we're giving Disney some good ideas here, <laughs> yeah. today, including raising prices on snacks yeah. um, alright so thank you guys very lively discussion today I really mm-hmm. liked the way this went Um, So I hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Let us know if you did or didn't. Well, if you did, if you didn't, uh, (laughs) didn't, let us know. Um, But that is going to do it for our show for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, everyone. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes and Air Canada sucks.